Hello and welcome to On Common Ground with Dusty Keen. I am Dustin Keen. We are broadcasting this podcast live from the Flatiron on my end. And uh, On Common Ground with Dusty Keen is really a podcast that is geared toward friends of mine and people that I know and colleagues of mine um, that are making an impact in other people's lives, people who are living life on their own terms, people who are living out their dream, and people who are super, super creatives. And we talk about all kinds of topics ranging from uh, the upcoming um, shift in humanity that is something like we have never seen to uh, political topics topics of the day to uh, comedy to music to art of any kind and uh, also local and national and global uh, events that are going on and kind of get uh, our takes uh, as well as specific spaces that thought leaders are in that we interview uh, to give you some insight on what the newest and latest um, programs and ideas uh, are in those spaces. So I hope that while you uh, take a listen that each week you'll learn something different and get a new little piece of, uh, of, uh, of information that inspires you in, uh, in, a, in a totally different vein than, than the week before. So um, please uh, join me in welcoming a guest that needs no introduction locally. Um, he is the Hammond key player, Hammond organ player for Donna the Buffalo, which owns uh, an organization called Gratz Roots, which has festivals, and one of which is Shakori Hills, which is extremely popular here around Greensboro uh, and other places. It is a, a massive festival with incredible musicians, and it's been going on for over a decade. Um, and Dave McCracken is probably, in my opinion, the best Hammond organ player in the world. Um, so we get the privilege of sitting down with him, and I'd like to uh, welcome you all to the program, to the podcast On Common Ground with Dusty Keen and and my guest is David McCracken of Down in the Buffalo. Welcome, David. So we're live from the flat yet again. Uh, we are, uh, today's guest is a really, really uh, good friend of mine. Very, very intelligent person, incredibly talented musician, Dave McCracken, who is the Hammond keyboard player for Donna the Buffalo. Um, I think that Dave McCracken is one of the best Hammond organ players in the world, and he has had the privilege of playing a lot of music with a lot of different people. And um, how you doing, Dave? By the way, I'm good. Thank you for coming, man. I thank yeah. you for being on the show. Absolutely. Um, you are on common ground with Dusty Keen, and we're going to talk about sort of the life of a musician. For me. Someone who's achieved what you have is really fucking special, hard to do, and is is a totally different life. And this is one that you know plays music. You know, how many days a year would you say in the, in the past fifteen years have you been out? About? Uh, yeah, the last fifteen years with Donald Buffalo. Well, twelve years with Donald Buffalo. It's a hundred and something nights gone. No, probably one hundred and twenty. Like a year. Yeah, it's like half. Right. A year. Yeah, so having you're, you're traveling, and that's the nights that you're actually playing the dates, you know. Yeah. You probably do 100 shows. That's true. But then you have to travel from, from there between that, so it's probably, you know, double that at least. with the time. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Which is a whole different life, and we're going to talk about that. But I also want to talk about, like, how you grew up and how you came into to music and what brought you to say, man, this is what I want to do with my life. and this is Because anybody that's a musician has to be dedicated and devoted and disciplined enough to learn their instrument to be at a level to where you're traveling with other musicians that are that talented. I mean, you really got to put your time in. Yeah. And it's not something you can, like, skip or leap or jump over. And, yeah. um, and, that, and that's with anything. 
but music, you know, particularly because you're you're um, to have the success like you have with so many years with one band, you've got like, you know, relationships to deal with as well in that that can oh, yeah. you know break many many great groups up and has. Oh yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of different stuff with that. You know, hopefully you can kind of yeah. we can talk about. But like, how did you like? You're a Greensboro native. Yeah. Right. Born here. Yeah. And me too. And um, and a, I don't think a lot of people know that there's a f ridiculous amount of talent in Greensboro. It's, it's unreal. So talented, yeah. And in, this is in every vein, like in every vein of art. And Dave is, is is definitely an example of that. But like, you're from Greensboro. What was it like growing up for you? And like, how did you get into yeah. music? My dad is a my dad's a drummer, and uh, he. He would put a drum set in the house, and there's pictures of me playing the drum set when I was two in my little footy pajamas. So I think I'd just mess with it because it was there. But then uh, he he had a band for a long, long time. It was uh, Scott Adair playing uh, wedding receptions at the country clubs, and I was their roadie. So that was part of it, part of how I was exposed to it, I guess, or especially exposed to the... Wait, what's the, I'm sorry. The 80s in Greensboro, Angus McCree on uh, High Point Road. That uh, does like my after-school daycare kind of thing. So I just, I'd spend all day there. And so, yeah, um, just play, trying to play any kind of instrument or whatever. Just And it was just around. I think everybody sucks equally when they first pick up an instrument. And some people can learn it faster, maybe. You know, some people may never really improve, but... That's the only difference, but I think everybody is pretty much the same when they start, and it's just how much time you put into it. So, yeah, this is what I did. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, you got an opportunity to see a lot of people come in and buy instruments or play instruments that were really good. You know, who are some of the people that when you were coming up, you saw play and that inspired you that were even local cats yeah. that were? That was know? local. There was a. Uh, Heavy metal was kind of big, and it was big to me, and I liked it. There was a band called uh, Cradle, and they I, I saw their flyer up there. They're looking for somebody, like, you know, looking for a guitar player or something. And I would write their logo and then pretend to write my new band's logo. That's like when I was seven. Oh, <laughs> wow. But that was, you know, yeah, I'd kind of dream about it a little bit. But then, uh, or there was a guy that would come into my dad's music store. Some people just come into music stores, or back then they did, and just sit around forever and play and like forever, you know. And this guy would walk in and he had his own songs he, and he played electric guitar. And uh, I would listen, I'd listen to him for a year, a year and something. And then I learned, I ended up learning his songs. And he, he thought they were complicated and kind of cool. And every one time he walked in and I would start playing his song, I think I might have pissed wow. him off a little bit, but it was just like, you know, it's just this is what, what we did. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, to me, that'd be flattering, first yeah. of all, but. I was young. Somebody else, like, you know. So you have been one of the few people that, um, and a lot of the people that I'm kind of talking about it, that are with on the show are people who really are, are, are doing their dream. You know what I mean? Like they came oh, and they, exactly they, they do their dream. They're, they're actively doing yeah. it. And that's so few of the population. And some of the things I'm talking about 
uh, in the show is like how you do that. Yeah. Because I get a lot of people that come to me and go, man, how did you start or how did you, you know, become an entrepreneur or how do you decide to do what you're going to do? Yeah. Like even with the podcast show or whatever, you know, and, and one of my responses is always, well, you, you just fucking do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just do it and you have to love what you do and there's this thing that you do where you move from like, you know, moment of, of joy to moment of joy and where that leads you is where yeah. you're really going to be successful and where you're really going to be where your heart and soul is uh, enough to do what we do because it's not all fame it's not all glory it's not all you know um, everything's not always perfect no matter what you're doing or what career you have and when it comes um, to music it makes no sense on some level you know I mean it's, I remember growing up uh, you know my high school girlfriends meet the father and at some point he'd ask what I want to do when I grew up and when I would when I'd say want to be a musician I just remember getting this sense of Hmm. <laughs> we, we, we like oh, wow. we, yeah. we were hoping ah. you were the doctor one right? we like you. <laughs> but uh, I mean I, I always knew it was very impractical but when I was I think really 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 young like before kindergarten I knew I wanted to play music or I knew music was the thing for me and you know getting older whatever and having more responsibilities and children and it becomes less practical to follow your dream but um but I don't think you can do anything else at this point. I mean, no, really, I've done, done both. I've mean, done both. You no. have, you have. But you know, now, like, and, and we were just talking about this. Like, you know, we're talking about how you want our people miss music the way that we think they will. And you hear this talk about like, you know, things are never going to be the same. I don't think so. I think they will be the same. I think they will go back to that because the, one of the greatest joys I ever had or have, you know, and I own one of my businesses is a live music venue for this reason and how I grew up and. And, and seeing bands in that scene and being around people who are experiencing the same show together, yeah. uh, the same things that they love. There's nothing like it. It is yeah. probably my greatest joy as a human being yeah. is going to shows and going to festivals. And you know, Donna the Buffalo has a festival, Shakori Hills, and that's probably one of – and I'm new to this festival, but, man, it has – really is an event, amazing festival. The, their actual, their festival is uh, in New York, um, in Trimmonsburg, New York, and started like maybe 1990, or so maybe I, in the 80s, or right around there. But uh, that's, I think, 30, to, this year would have been the 30th uh, annual festival, Grassroots. And then grassroots. later they, they started the Shakori festivals twice a year, and then they did one in Miami for a while. But, right. Yeah. So are they still doing the one in Miami? Is that going to be... No, that one, that one stopped. I think last year was... But the first time they they, they did not do it, they, they tried it for a couple of years. But it was hard to bring that kind of vibe uh, to Miami. Miami is just such a different culture. Right, very so, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's strange. But it's really um, it's ballsy to a tip and go, hey, we're, we're gonna try it down here, in Miami. Just hit these in Miami, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, so many people have like, I mean, you could write movies and movies and movies on the things and experiences that people have had just at the Shakori Hills one over the years yeah. I know about that are local that they tell you you hear talked about all the time yeah and I'm sure it's the same in New York and that's where you met your wife yeah because you're a wife and a father and a musician and uh, a lot of different things uh, you know as well as just a, a creative uh, thinker in a lot of ways but right I've got a lot of really cool ideas and I think that anyone that you know spends as much time as you do um, on your instrument Using both sides of your brain, you got you're not stupid. You know, there's nobody that plays music well and is dumb. I don't think. You know, like it's really, they might have different political views than we do or whatever, but they definitely are, are intellectual at some point. I think because right. because of that. Um, 
so you know in that same vein of like playing festivals and things and you being involved in that and traveling as a musician what is it like like you know being a traveling musician that plays you know you're used to playing in front of you know uh, 3,000 people and 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 you know just having that that moment that people I did dream about forever where yeah. you know you hear the cheers and the you see the people and it's you know you're on the stage and the lad just like wow it's like the ultimate the ultimate dream for so many of us so yeah. many people what is that like man what's it been like for you? I don't know that's a that's a lot that's almost too much for words but I I see I don't know. I, I do know what you're saying, and uh, it's hard, hard for me to. I, I don't know. I let's see. <laughs> well, I mean, it is hard to put that into words. Yeah. I would say. No, it, it, it very much is, and also it's hard for me to talk about uh, success of myself, and because I try not to sound a little weird about it. But um, there's something about when you can see that everybody is really getting the music. And it might just be a moment, not, not like a whole night, but and everything and all the people just seem to be moving as one people and it's all just one thing. That's an, just an incredible thing, incredible moment to participate in. Yeah. You know. Uh, and to what you're doing, you're almost um, not necessarily a puppet master, but you're almost, you know, you're dictating where that vibe goes, where you take this mass amount of people. No, if I think about it too much, then I, 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 I'll lose it. It's, a, it's kind of a don't think, just just feel sort of thing. Because, yeah. I mean, I would, I would like for when anytime I'm playing music for it to sound great, for me to do something that that's wonderful. But it, it doesn't work like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It's like a don't think thing. Yeah, so you're saying that when you're up there and you're getting to the thing and the way the shows go, and because you know, obviously, you know, shows are different. Yeah. And uh, even though the material may be similar, the shows are different. And so you're feeling what, it, that's just like this massive energy thing. I mean, I, yeah. how do you, with that many people and that much energy, like really focused in together on, on one yeah. One vibe, one feeling, one boom, and it just elevates everything. And and then you're up there, just you're not even thinking. You're just feeling this thing, dude. And and I'm trying to screw it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's you're pretty amazing. It, 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 it is amazing. Um, there's this moment if if you think about it, and if it's like if you're if, right when you're right in that moment, if you think about it, it, it kind of screws it up. But that's really hard to talk about. There's moments that there's some of the highlights of my entire life so far have been those small moments where it feels like we're the, a band is in control of all of that energy and we're really riding that wave right you, know, I mean, that you are riding the wave well, you are the wave yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. and you can take that in, in different places yeah. which is you can try to do this like we play the same songs many nights of the year and it's been many many years for this band so you'd think you could just do the same thing night after night but there's something that you can't plan on that when, when it happens it just happens for no reason you know? yeah so. yeah and everybody up there with you is, is feeling this thing you know and I know that differently yeah yeah but you know I think that they, you probably under, get it when everybody's on the same yeah. you know what I mean like you, you, can be just, you just look at you know yeah. somebody you go well, fuck you know we're doing this we're thing right now yeah. <laughs> yeah wow that's yeah. just so I mean man the music's I amazing for people I, I, you know it's, a, it's wonderful to play but I think when it's just a, it's a wonderful, it's wonderful medicine for yeah. people at times. And, Absolutely. And it's, uh, especially reminded of that now that there's a big void of music, you know. Right. And I think, you know, God, 
Yeah, I miss it so much, man. So I think, you know, the answer, I think that everybody is waiting, really, really waiting for this to come back. I mean, it wouldn't, um, you know, just to live a little bit of the glory days uh, yeah. before now and this thing, and we'll come back to this thing now. But um, how did you get involved with Donna? Like, what was the... Um, I knew their, uh, their bass player was a... Uh, I'd worked with him a little bit, Bill Reynolds, who um, is with Band of Horses now. But he... I think uh, I worked with him. He was playing with Emma Gibbs Band that did sound for them. And uh, a couple years after that, their keyboard player was going to have a baby and uh, wanted to take a, little, a couple of months off. And so, I mean, it's been a couple of years since I'd given him my card, but he I apparently gave my card or, you know, suggested my name to the guys with Down the Buffalo. And um, I. I think at some point I might have kind of walked on the bus and made a fool of myself. Sweet. Tell them that, you know, they had to have me and <laughs> something like that. Yeah. We were at a festival, and uh, I was touring with uh, C.J. Chenier at the time. We were at a festival in Rhode Island, and um, uh, like all day, and, and trying to pace myself during the day, but somewhere around dinner time, it just been a very long day, and I had to, I really, I walked on the bus and, you know, told them, they needed me, and I think they must have thought a year and a half later after that, <laughs> when, when they needed somebody, they thought, what about that crazy guy that gave you, us this card? You made that. That's, yeah. that's awesome. I, I would have never done that. I totally, over well, you know what, though, man? You know, that's one of the things that, like, Steve Jobs' biggest thing was. He was like, if you, most people do not get what they want because they don't ask. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, you true. doing that thing. Where you said, fuck it, I'm yeah. going on here, I'm telling these guys they need me. Yeah. And uh, and now, you know, 12 years, man. Yeah. You know, great bands that, that have a massive success, shoot through the fucking moon with their first album or whatever, sure. don't do 12 years. Yeah. And so that's a huge accomplishment. They've got a so. slow roll to them and a very loyal fan base. And also the opportunity to be a supporting musician behind an established something to, to try to kind of cop whatever their feel is but also add a little bit of myself too is really cool yeah you know? yeah because I think you change the vibe of that in, in a way you know I mean you definitely you know you add what you had man and it's it's, it's very it's there yeah. uh, for sure yeah. and I think everyone knows it um, but you've also played with a lot of legendary local musicians like who are some of your favorites around that you've, you've played with uh, here I would say my favorite musician of all time or anywhere in the whole planet is from here, Sam Frazier. Sam Frazier, man, I'm dying to get him, uh, you know, absolutely on the show, and I, I know Sam. And uh, you know, God, it's a shame that people uh, who are coming up, you know, I mentioned you know, Sam Frazier, and they, they just don't know yet. But uh, he's the greatest uh, unknown. I mean, in the in the big picture, uh, like anywhere, you know. Yeah, I think so. He's amazing. Yeah. That album. He was my guitar year. teacher when I was uh, 15, I think, 14, 15. And I was, I, I was in a kind of a death metal band. We're pretty good, but in Greensboro, Perpetual Iniquity. And he, he would teach me the Megadeth song, and then he'd spend the last half hour teaching me, like, you know, Hendrix, or, like, saying, you probably should like this. Yeah. And he kind of <laughs> just got off in a better direction. Expanding your horizons a little bit yeah. of what you could but play. Like, really, when I was 14, and then, you know, 30 years later, uh, he's still my favorite. Like, yeah. Singer, songwriter, guitar player. You know, I was just down um, in Nashville not too long ago, and I was, I was hanging out with Tommy, 
uh, Cyphers. Yeah. And, um, you know, he was someone that, even though he, an incredible guitar player in his own right, um, oh, yeah. you know, he would go and take lessons from Sam. You know, kind of do things with Sam because he really I never knew that yeah so you know before especially before yeah. he left Nashville you know like he did a lot of yeah. uh, sessions with Sam and stuff just yeah. to keep his chops up and to get some because he knew you know and I think they you know what I heard about Tommy is uh, the, um, down in the Buffalo we hadn't been playing in six months but the, uh, Ted Pecchio is playing bass with Donna and Ted's played with everybody and he said that uh, he, he, he maybe he gave um, Tommy a lesson or two or a couple of lessons and uh, Ted Pecchio is really great, but with those lessons, uh, Ted was saying that Tommy's become like a hell of a bass player. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he's playing bass now. The best bass players I know. It's like that guy's solid as shit. <laughs> right? Yeah. And like this weird thing, he's a guitar player now. He plays bass. Yeah. Thing, like, <laughs> but that's me with. Uh, I grew up as a drummer, and uh, I wasn't that good. And then I thought guitar players were cooler somewhere in you know middle school or something. So I played guitar, and then uh, in college. But join bands and everybody's a guitar player, and there's great guitar players around. So I, I tried you know, to play percussion for a while, and then eventually that's why I found keyboards because there was no keyboard player. So just by becoming a Hammond organ player, I got work because there's like there's one of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, your keyboards, you, you know, call that guy. Where the hell yeah. we find them? Right. The thing about playing bass is like you know to be a decent bass player. That's there's not a lot of not a lot of good bass players. Yeah. Well, you know. You even finding a band to put together is not easy. That whole process is like what? It's kind of like you know the the stars have to align just to get, to get everybody in a room together, yeah. and then you know from that the percentage of actually coming out of the garage is is, is you know a lot of that chops a lot of them off. You know, playing with folk uh, in like mid '90s through 2000. Uh, and when I was in college, we had a, uh, a band called Volkswagen, and that was the the biggest time for me of being in a band where. Everybody added something, and it made it better than we all were. Like, where it, was, it was really a wonderful collaboration. Now, John Holder, I think, was in that, or mm -hmm. Shane Lee. Shane, Shane Lee was in that. Yeah, yeah Shane yeah. was in that. Yeah. Um, they worked together. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, Shane, yeah. Uh, so Shane Lee was in that. I remember that. Yeah. Like, at the time, Shane was actually when he was in Volkswagen was recording the Treads' first album. I remember that. That's right. Remember that's right. Guys. That's 1997. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. yep. Steve Clark. Um, yeah. Steve Clark was in that band. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yep. And and so now it's definitely a different time. I know um, it has to be very different. I mean, I can you talk a little bit about how it's been for you as someone that has spent so much time on the road in the past 12 years? And you're traveling and you're playing in front of these crowds and that's been this lifestyle of yours which is unique from you know so many people you're like we you know less than one percent of the world experience that kind of life and then this weird fucking thing happens totally weird and then yeah. everything is done and and you can't you know you can't yeah. do that anymore and you're forced to be home what has that that's been true. like the the main thing I, I think about what's going on now is just Whenever I think about the fact that everyone in the whole world is going through the same thing together at the same time, that's that's amazing to me. I've never, I don't think that's ever happened. Where everybody, you know, for a, a number of months, especially, where everybody in the whole planet is is dealing with this change and this, you know, fear, anticipation, anxiety, whatever. At the same time, everybody. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. But um, for me. Uh, Traveling, for me, it was like, you know, come home for four days and then leave for three days and come home for three days and go away for four days and kind of every weekend sort of thing. And so I just, you know, you just kind of get used to it and um, four children. So uh, as they, 
as life progresses and more and more things are happening at home, it gets weirder to a degree when things happen at home when you miss something or whatever, or, you know, it's different. Um, but it's just, you know, it's, you got to make a living. It's how, and I love doing it, so you just kind of roll with it. Um, yeah, first of all, four children. Yeah. Is amazing, dude. Like, no, I'm a dad, lot. and I have two kids, <laughs> and they're like, you know, actually, you know, I just really have focus on one teenager now, <laughs> and, and, you know, yeah. we were talking beforehand about this thing and how this weird thing has really um, made a generation that was kind of, you know, a little bit within the the video games and the YouTube and all the things that they have that keep them in and not sociable. Yeah. And, you know, this kind of like yeah, heighten that. Yeah. You know, like my daughter's been in the in her in a room basically uh, for the most part of six months. I know. And while she's doing things creatively like YouTube and stuff, uh, and creating like, you know, a channel and all this the stuff. The lack of social interaction. You know, people just bonking next to people and looking them in the eye and how weird that it gets when you actually look a person in the eye and that's always that's still a weird thing yeah. like it's a powerful thing for people not to have it and we know it's so crucial to human existence and to development and to not have that at yeah. that age for such a long time is truly odd it's going to be really weird yeah. you know and, and like they were already getting that way now now you know on top of the technological advances that are kind of pulling them to be more by themselves or yeah. more in virtual realities than they are in actual reality um, this thing has really thrown a wrench in that. You know, we're talking about like Zoom classes in the classroom, and like you know, you said you know, my daughter's like seeing herself in the classroom. That's something we certainly never had, never yeah, did. Yeah, so we're we we watching a professor, and then you also see a little square of yourself in the lower corner, and you can kind of like. Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild existence. That's, that's wild stuff. Yeah, check it out. Like a shit my hair in a hand of lecture. Yeah, it's a, a different, a different kind of framework there oh i think completely yeah and you know as as a parent it's kind of strange because you have the kids sort of isolating themselves so this time that you thought would be like oh i'm gonna spend all this quality time with my family really isn't yeah. it's kind of bizarre for everybody yeah. you know um while you, you know, come down and play a game monopoly no <laughs> exactly yeah, right. come here and force yourself to spend time with me yeah, you don't right. want to. it'll be great <laughs> no, we we traveled a, a, like we'd go to some of the festivals together, and that that's always really cool for me because it's a, one part of my work and uh, also fun, and then also kind of a party and for and a release for mom who's always around, you know, just taking care of the kids when I'm gone, and then also a connecting thing for us all to where uh, to where the music and family and everything becomes one place and one thing and one celebration, and that, right. that's all. So we would do that some and. Uh, yeah, we're not doing that. I mean, not doing anything. All right. Well, I mean, that's changed. What is the yeah. temperature that, you know, you're sort of on the inside of things with that scenario? Like, what have you, what are you hearing is what the temperature is on, like, uh, will there be a spring shikori? Oh, will man. there be a fall shikori? Yeah. Like, is it something that, like, yeah. no, I, is still up in the air? Is it something that's been I thought I'd be stressed out about that stuff. For me, it's not even just being home. Because uh, for 15 years, I was, I've never been home for more than three weeks, probably. Um, and then all of a sudden, for, I've, I've not been home for six months, uh, especially just home. I mean, I go to the grocery store and, you know, that's kind of it, just home. Right. I haven't done that in, a, in you know, a long, long time, probably yeah. 15 years. I mean, you're so, saying you just one of the first you've been here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. before that, like, nothing, so, right? And, and so, yeah. um, so that that's definitely odd. Um, but then, all, 
I've been trying to just kind of take it week by week and deal with things as they come. And uh, recently, I um, I kind of checked in with the manager down at Buffalo to, to see, like, is there anything coming up this year? And there might not be anything this year, and it might even be, in our reality, it might be like fall, towards fall of next year. So, and that really rocked me. That was about three days ago. So thinking, maybe oh, like the fall sequence of the first one to come, and that'll be in 2021. Yeah, I don't even know. Because yeah. for me, it's like six months off. It's like, wow, okay. And, and also, the, the other thing is um, not just being home. Being home is uh, wonderful and super different, but also it's super wonderful. But not getting paid. Like, I'm not working anymore. Right. So that, that's that's a struggle with four right. kids. That's, you know. Um, but then, so it's been six months of it. And just to think about I'm a third of the way through, that's kind of wild. You know, unless and there are all these factors, it's really interesting when we look at a virus. And I was I was listening to these cats talk about this the other day. When you look at a virus that comes through a computer, right? When you look at a virus that comes through anything. You don't like try to kill the virus. You know, you try to like you know make the person better. Yeah. You make the person you know a, a better build a better suit. Right. You right. You build a better like human instead of like you know oh let's go track them and kill those virus. So you know it's really strange sort of the strategy that was taken into this thing you know like oh we need the, uh, this or that you know um, and, and I don't know uh, you know if this is something that will ever go away but imagine you know that we're talking about you know the billions of dollars being dumped in like finding a, a vaccine really quickly or something for this that the numbers are so interesting in, in far as the amount of deaths that it takes and is it the most dangerous no but you know and there's all these factors within our each individual body that will allow us to be susceptible to this or to not or more susceptible or less so crazy, susceptible right? it's just like so somebody does it can carry it and not have any symptoms that's none. so crazy right and then, and then they don't and then you know at, at that point are they immune or whatever it's just like so much and we don't know a thing about it I have a friend that tells me if you smoke cigarettes your whole life you have a lining on your lungs that will protect you from the shit and I think that's completely horseshit but hey, you know I've heard the same thing though yeah. I have I've heard this and I'm a smoker so like I, I, I knew it was gonna work out one day I did all like yeah that's yeah. right yeah. oh you smell good non-hacking yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, no it's just no, nobody knows anything uh, in my position as, uh, as a parent and also as a parent of uh, our youngest has, has some medical issues to where she yeah, talk about that a little bit, because that's been a real challenge. It, that would be for anyone's life, but then you add the fact that you're a traveling musician. Yeah. Your wife's at home Yeah. Uh, most of the time. When four kids, let's talk about you know, four kids, and then bam, the very youngest one. Uh, and when when was she diagnosed? Like so? Was she uh, three months old? She was born in uh, two. Well, she's almost three, so 2017. But since three months old, she's had some pretty serious stuff going on. It, that's you know dominated our our lives since then but um she has an immune response to where she 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 just can't get this thing bottom line you know i mean even if if it was just me i I just weigh the risks on such a different level and it's to a scary level to where we really she's so helpless were happening and then what what was it that that you felt was effective with that i mean oh no i don't i i I don't know i mean even uh the day before yesterday were six days of really rough stuff so uh i can't even really go into all that because it's just too much i mean it's it's like we're on the ruby roller coaster of um it's yeah that's too much to even go into okay (laughs) um it is um but that's one of the other things is we just from a how this thing affects people, how what we're dealing with now, how it affects people, is we were 
you know, seeing all these doctors and seeing doctors in Greensboro, and then we went to Chapel Hill Children's Hospital, and then we're going to go to Duke, but then this hit, and so postponing, you know, really important services. Really important services. Yeah. I mean, don't right. been the kind of the last, the last, you know, right? Yeah, it's really important. And that's you know getting, and it's it backlogs so many things. I know. Everything. From like courts to medical procedures, yeah. operations, something as as vitally yeah. as important as this with your own child, yeah. um, it's definitely rocked the whole world. And Just the other day, we were, we she was sick. She had a, a stomach bug went through my house, and like the. You know, the 16-year-old didn't get it. I didn't get it. Richard didn't get it. And then um, the, the five-year-old just got a little sick. But then it had a. It ended up lasting six days for Ruby. And so oh my God! And there was a couple of moments where, like, we really should go to the hospital because think it's just very intense. And but you can't go to the hospital because this shit's going on. And and then even if with this going on, would we be able to be with her? Can you stay with her? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, right. I mean, right. it changes yes. everything. And, to um, a really heavy degree. Anyway, that's a, a yeah. little too. But I know, you know, we were talking about this too, to, to, to kind of turn it into a different. Because, you know, we really, what we focus on is so important to our mental state. You know, like I have a, a whole thing that I do about AGL, attitude, gratitude, latitude, and no one understands this, I think, as well as musicians because they essentially, they, they understand vibration uh, very, very well. We all vibrate as human beings. And the notes that you play and the keys that you play can shift an entire crowd into a different wavelength of dance and of movement and, and of, of, of interaction together sure. and experience as a whole. And so this goes on in all of our lives all the time. And so that, that attitude you know, that, that we have of gratitude does set the tone on how, uh, how I believe our lives go. And when we're in that moment, we can dictate real change of things sure. uh, for our outlook, at least. And our outlook really becomes our output, and our output becomes what we, you know, what we end up doing, and what ends up happening and showing up in our life based on how we feel. And if we're feeling gratitude, then all these things begin to happen for us. Is what I've sort of noticed. In my, my I've seen both sides, though, and I totally agree with you. And I wish we could go bigger on the pro side of it, because I totally agree with you. But when it comes to the like health of a child, I've just seen the opposite happen. To, not the opposite happen, but where it's sometimes uh, no matter what you do or, or what I don't know. Oh right, things, like things just kind of dictate themselves in a, in a direction that is really hard. To what the end result would be is death, right? Like so, that's the ultimate uh, fear of everything, right? For no, to be more, not just death. Uh, I think this is a weird place to go in the podcast, but the uh, <laughs> suffering. Sure. Or lack of being able to have uh, much of normalcy, you know. Yeah. Or lack yeah. of the, being able to have long moments without suffering. Yeah. You know, that's. Yeah. It's something that, that everyone should have as a right. Yeah. You think you're right. Talking about taking it for granted. Right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you think you know, like we were discussing earlier, that thing that this this old samurai code was, um, <clears throat> you know, the first thing you know is that you're going to die. And, and all of us are going to, and you know, that's reality. There's no way. We don't know when, we don't know how, really. Um, and what you said is something that, that, you know, you've lived this extraordinary life, in my opinion, and the whole time. You know, we were kind of touching on that earlier. From the time that you were a kid, and you know, how, whose parents own a, a music store? Well, For me, it was amazing. Like, my, my, you know, my sister, who didn't really follow the same musical bug as me, it didn't mean so much. But for me, to be a 
a person born into the planet. It was the most amazing thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then that, and then becoming this, and then you know, living that, and, and, and finding your your instrument that you 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 know now we were talking about, you know, you feel at home behind that, you yeah. know, and that's like really your your your, your safe home place, um, and and then living the life of a travel musician and having four kids, and being a father, and then now you know having the reality of having a child that is um, that has the the struggle that little Ruby's had, you know, I mean, it's just a lot for, for anyone to have to, um, to wake up and take the punches on every day. Yeah, no, it's, ab it's absolutely too much, to tell you the truth, I mean, it's too much. No. Um, but you, that's, you know, life is life. And I think that you've done it, yeah. uh, for me, you know, as an outsider looking in, you know, uh, I think it's, it's really admirable, David, you know, and I think that, you know, the two of you really done an extraordinary job with, along with everything trying to balance it out and, and you know stay in that band and stay in, 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 in the, the, the thing and stay you know married and stay, stay uh, tight. You know, dad and stay tight and yeah, stay yeah. this and you know make the Halloween costumes I, you know, and no, I mean, life, life before all this uh, my experiences of the last couple of years it makes everything I knew about life seem so much easier I guess everybody goes through that though where you go like every, you know where things change and it's it's very different yeah, where life seems very easy, but it's it's something else. Yeah, man. I mean, but, you know, you talk about challenges, and, and you're you're a guy that, um, you know, what I value about our friendship is that if I if I'm going through something in my life, I feel very comfortable always going to you and talking to you about it because you've dealt with so many levels of things oh, no, that you know you can be like, ah, dude, surely not the end of the world, Dusty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think you're gonna be okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, which you know, I'm really thank you. Good to put things in perspective like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, that, I, we're 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 good friends. That's why we can. That's why we can chat. I don't know. I don't have any answers for any of this stuff. I just know how to kind of persevere on and try to do the best you can do. But there's, you know, it's just, for me, I think life is, it seems like it, there's these mileposts of moments where everything can come together. For me, in my in music and having family there and having, I mean, you, you saw, oh, you yeah. were around at Chicory Hills and saw. Yeah, kind of yeah. That, I got to be that, a part of that family. Yeah, that that exact, those, those are the moments I'm talking about where we can celebrate life, you know, it, it, the music part of it and family part of it and just you know a big celebration yeah know? everybody's loving together everybody's being alive, together you know? yeah absolutely and in that moment there's nothing else going on you know yeah. you're there to do that yeah. and that is something that we all fucking miss a lot and you were just telling me that there was a, um, a live stream that you're going to be doing um, soon with Donna yeah so they're uh, uh, I, trying to upload it now actually but the uh, Friday this Friday huh. which is uh, I don't know if this will the live stream will probably happen before this is aired but so today's Wednesday. In two yeah. days, um, we're in. Uh, everybody's trying to stream. You know, we can't play, so you can right. either play. Uh, you know, like a people in the same room, video, and, and do that sort of thing, or uh, stream pre-recorded performances. So it's a performance from Merle Fest 2015. That I'm uploading now to stream on Friday, the 25th. And I hope some people like you know come together and, and watch yeah. that and, and check it out. Um, definitely, and, and these will be. It, this is like one of the, this is the first one you guys are doing, right? Yeah, they've okay. done like a live performance thing, but uh, they haven't done a lot. Of people, a lot of it seems like a lot of bands do a lot more of this sort of thing. So right. trying to do this with some frequency. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, please uh, continue to. Um, follow Dave and, and Donna the Buffalo and watch 
um, for all the streams and stuff that are coming. I would love to watch some of the stuff that you know you guys have done. And, um, you know, for the years that you've done Shikori, what are some of the favorite bands that you've seen out there? Because I mean, I, I've only been um, you know a couple of years, and, and the, the talent is ridiculous out yeah. there, man. I mean, I've discovered music out there and was like, Fuck, wow. Yeah. Um, and you've seen so much of it, and. Um, so for you, memory-wise, like who are some of the people that you saw and you were like, man, uh, that was badass. It, it is cool uh, seeing festivals. The band plays a lot of festivals, but you know, a dozen so festivals a year. But um, so it's cool to be able to see all that and, and you know ha- have the chance to see stuff you like more. But um, Hugh Masekela was somebody I saw at Shikori in the first couple of years I went that blew me away. There's been so many though. I yeah, know. I mean, I remember walking the first time I walked in uh, to the last one. Um, it was Willie Nelson's son. Spent. Oh yeah, and he just rocked the fucking the opening yeah. man. It was the opening thing. Yeah. Like boom, it was yeah. badass. Yeah. And the Galactica played. Uh, yeah. You know, so I mean, you just see Wood Brothers. I mean, it, yeah, it's Wood like Brothers. sitting with my uh, with my oldest son, who's 22 now, watching the Wood Brothers and watching uh, Charles Bradley. We've had some moments. There's something about there's little mileposts when you just realize this is a moment that you're going to remember forever. You know, just like a song by a band, whatever. Yeah. But you have so many good bands. You, you just, whenever, being able to see a lot of live music as a person who loves music, you know, as much as we're able to see is really cool. Yeah. And I can't wait till till it, it happens again. But one thing that I know, you, I hope that you definitely know and that maybe is worth reminding yourself of is that you've been a part of for many 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 years and many many shows creating those memories for people where they they have those posts you're talking about they say this is something that i'm going to remember forever you know that's what music is though it's that little magic potion not magic but like invisible potion anyway yeah you know um dude i i uh I'm always just thankful that I get to pull you away and talk to you. And like some of the musicians that I talk to, you know, they're like, oh, Dave, they're like, what? You know, what? I'm like, dude, you know, come on, hang out. Like, you know, yeah, you know no, before man. anyway. Like, you know, come on, yeah. hang out. He's going to be around. He's not, uh, you know, he's not like Brad Pitt or like he's not that, that hard to, you know, find. But actually, you are. Like, you've got so much shit going on. It's really hard. So I'm really grateful that, uh, you know, you took the time with me, man, and talk about things. Is there any advice that you have? To bands that are forming, or bands or musicians that are like learning an instrument, um, that want what you've been able to experience. Oh, I don't know. I when I was in college, it just reminds me of being in college. I knew I wanted to, music was what I was supposed to do on the planet, or like I, what I wanted to do. But I was so scared of, um, of putting all my eggs in that basket because I'd just been warned that it's incredibly, you know, it's not not a good idea. Just to you know, music probably won't work out. So I ended up, I, I didn't Haters. study music in right. college, and I should have studied music in college, but I, I didn't think it was, I, I would never have thought I'm doing what I'm doing now in my mid-40s. So, I don't know, just, no, I don't, I don't have any advice. I, you know. Go on the bus and say, you fucking yeah. need me, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You need me. I think I said a bunch of cuss words, too. You don't even know how much you need me. And one of the, the funny thing was they, they had just lost a guitar player. They hadn't lost a keyboard player. I got the information wrong. I thought they lost a keyboard player. So, was, Right. You should need me. Like, Wait, you play guitar? You see these fingers? They fuego. Yeah. But yeah. that's, yeah. I mean, it's just probably just like any other industry, although I don't know. It's been a while. But just if somebody knows you and they know 
it's more about personal relationships and getting, uh, you know, recommended to somebody yeah. than it is, you know. At the right time, like my mom used to always say to me, you know, success is the moment that like preparation and opportunity meet. Oh. If you're not prepared when that moment comes, shame on you, you know, and then also don't be afraid to, you know, get in there and ask in any way you can, yeah. you know, to be a part of whatever and, you know, throw it out there because yeah. it, it can it can happen in you and it definitely happened uh, to you, Dave. And I can't wait till uh, I'm out in the crowd, man. And, I know. Uh, you're taking me uh, yeah. to wherever you want to, man. That know? would be the official end of COVID because uh, right before this whole thing happened, we were we did that together at Shakori. Yeah, yeah. And so that'll be the bookmark of the whole COVID thing is when I get to look over and see you in the crowd having a good time. That'll be a... <laughs> Fuck, Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, dude, I love you. I love and, you, uh, Thank you Thanks. very much for coming on the show. Of man. course. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, I'll have it out uh, cut for you, too, uh, very soon. And uh, it's been fantastic to have Dave McCracken. I know he's uh, he's got to go, but um, everybody out there in Musicland, hold on. Keep holding on, man. Yeah. And uh, it, there, will be, there will be a day of reckoning uh, where we all come back together.